0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to From the Front Row. Public health work can happen in every sector, but one of the staples of the public health system in the United States is the work that goes on in county and city health departments. Today we have a special guest at the College of Public Health to talk about his work in this space, Dr. Pramod Duavetti. Promote currently serves as the health director of Linn County Public Health, a full-service health department serving approximately 230,000 people in eastern Iowa. A native of India, Pramod has held numerous leadership positions in both local and state public health agencies in the United States. One of his substantive works has been building epidemiologic capacity at local and state health agencies. In his nearly 30 years of public health practice, Pramod has championed and advanced health equity and social drivers of health as a means to improve overall population health. In addition to serving on local and state level boards, He is the president-elect of the national association of county and city health officials or nacho's board of directors and he serves on the advisory board for iowa's state hygienic lab i'm anya morozov and if it's your first time with us welcome we're a student-run podcast that talks about major issues in public health and how they are relevant to anyone both in and outside the field of public health welcome to the show promote
1: thank you very much anya
0: yeah so You're currently the director of Lane County Public Health, and you have been for a decade now. I've spoken to a few health department directors. I know it's not an easy role. So what drew you to the role in the first place?
1: So, Anya, as you know, that my public health career started right here on the campuses of the University of Iowa. And I got my first taste of local public health practice during my internship at Johnson County Public Health here in Iowa City and since then I have followed no other profession but public health all my life and this was when I was working at Johnson County Public Health it was very stimulating and as a governmental public health practitioner I feel very satisfied I would say and happy about my work because it's really improving public health our neighbors health in, in our community, and it's a really, really important work. As a public servant, I am very proud of this.
0: Yeah, I, I do think a lot of people in public health that I talk to, it's, it's a very like, mission-driven field, which I, I really appreciate as well. So especially after like the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, I know it took a toll on a lot of public health directors. There's been a lot of director turnover. What has kept you in the role even through the pandemic?
1: as you said mission driven right so if you have a mission you don't want to leave your mission until the mission is accomplished right Um, and that's exactly what we have been doing as you know that in recent years public health has been politicized as well right it has created a lot of turmoil on public health professionals and according to a recent survey, there have been about 50% of workforce, public health, local and state have left or retired. So even with that turmoil, I feel very strongly that the mission that we have as a governmental public health agency, we must fulfill that and continue to do our job even though there are turmoils, there are challenges, there are issues, but we are here to improve the health of our neighbors and that's exactly what we've been doing.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So let's move on to talk about Linn County Public Health. It became the first accredited health department in Iowa in 2015 and was named the Health Department of the Year by NATO in 2018. So what do you think contributed to that title or in other words what are some of the initiatives that you're proud of at the health department
1: Thank you for asking that question because we are we we feel proud of the fact that we are an innovative local public health agency we established or launched different projects in Lynn County Public Health, and one of those was we received a grant from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, which allowed us to look at or address social determinants or social drivers, I, I would like to call social drivers of health. And we created this program by which people can be connected to different services. So let's say, for example, if somebody comes to our clinic, based on that person's needs, we can connect that person to social services, to medical services, to transportation, or to housing, to education, all kinds of needs that person might have. So nature liked this a lot. And then they really recognized us as a public health in medium population category, public health department of the year. Then with regard to our uh, accreditation, we feel very strongly that you need to be abreast with things that are happening in public health practice. And in that spirit, we also applied for our uh, accreditation and we received that first in Iowa, as you mentioned, and one of the 55 in the nation when we received Mm -hmm. that recognition, recognition. So we are very proud and happy. But you know, all of these things cannot happen without your workforce, your colleagues. It's a team sport, public health practice is indeed a team sport, and getting everybody together to really look at our goal is important. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that if you have a competent group of team members, you can accomplish your goals. Mm. And that's exactly what we've done throughout the years I've been here.
0: Yeah, I agree with the, the fact that public health really is a team sport. I mean, I see it in a lot of group projects here at the college, but the, the issues that you're trying to address through public health are things like social drivers of health, mm-hmm. and they're big issues that are like multi-level. You know, advocacy is, is not like a, a single-person effort. Like, you, you need to have a group of people to come together to be able to make change. Right. So I also, I just want to make sure that, that the listeners have some background about what public health accreditation is.
1: So it's a really national public health accreditation where you have certain standards that you need to meet. So let's say that one health department in Linn County have the same standard The another department in another county has, mm-hmm. right? So our services are standardized based on the model, the framework that public health accreditation board has developed okay so so the accreditation allows us to meet those standards and provide our services or deliver our services based on those standards so so any department in the country which is accredited you can expect the same kind of services with same standard or same quality Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. and it's
0: it's very important you know they they talk about how like if you've seen one health department, you've seen one health department. Right. And, and I think that can still be true even when you have those those standards in place. Like those are guidelines yeah. and then you adapt them to your community. But having at least a, a baseline set of guidelines, I think can be right. very yeah. helpful. Yeah. So moving on uh, from the health department to kind of your national level work, let's talk a little bit about NACHO or the National Association of County and City Health Officials. So can you give a little bit of background as to what NACHO is and what NACHO does?
1: Yes, as you said, it's a National Association of County and City Health Officials, which represents more than 3,000 jurisdictions, health departments in the country, and it's a resource for local health agencies to really do the meaningful work in their agencies. So it could be workforce, could be um, CHA and CHIP, you you remember that community health assessment and community health improvement plan. There is a model called mobilizing for action through planning and partnership. So that's really framework to, to do this CHA and CHIP work and there are other numerous resources that you can. The, the local health agencies can benefit from. I have been serving on Nature Board since twenty fourteen, and then in twenty twenty one, I was elected by my peers to become uh, vice president, and now I'm on track to become president this year. So from vice president, president elect, and then president, and then after this, I would become immediate past president so it's really it provides me a forum or platform to uplift the local public health issues local governmental public health issues at national level Mm. okay and it also a very stimulating environment where i can really talk to whoever i want to so for example recently i was in washington dc i spoke to the cdc's director their White House folks, other people from uh, HHS, Health and Human Services. And, you know, in my position here, I can also influence some policy like funding, for example, for local health agencies to build our infrastructure, which is very important, sure. you know. As you know that since 19. 19- 88, the Institute of Medicine's report, the future of public health, we've been talking about building better infrastructure for both local and state health agencies. And you remember that report specifically said that governmental public health agencies or the system was in disarray. Mm-hmm. And pandemic has proven that even after what, 30 years later? Our infrastructure is not where we would like it to be to respond to any outbreaks let alone pandemic so it's a challenging enterprise right now so my effort would be with this forum to raise that issue and get some you know resources to build our infrastructure so that we are able to respond to any health event in a timely manner.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is that is so important. So for just anyone kind of working at a health department, why do you think it's important to get involved in these national level organizations even when you're doing the work at the local level?
1: I think it's important because as I said, local level, we are at the front of the line when it comes to pandemic response, or any outbreak response, or any health emergency, right? We are right there in the community addressing those issues. But when it comes to resources, when it comes to infrastructure, when it comes to communication, we are at the back of the line, right? I mean, so yeah. if CDC gives anything money or any resource it goes to the state and then it filters down to us. Mm -hmm. So I think it would, I hope, improves our way of doing business so we are directly connected with our bosses at the national level.
0: Yeah, so you have this perspective at the local level that really needs to get onto the the policy stage, but the like organizations like Nature are kind of a platform for you to to get your perspective in front of the, the people who disseminate resources and things.
1: Precisely, yeah. So, you know, I keep saying that, you know, local health departments are, you know, very focused on regulatory stuff like, you know, your food safety, water safety, air quality, and they have been doing that for ages. Can we reimagine public health practice in local health agents? Can we also have things like, you know, as you guys know, upstream intervention? Mm -hmm. Can we also have some sort of innovation in our work? Regulatory work are certainly important, but then health education, health promotion, those kind of things should also be part of our curriculum or agenda, which in Iowa especially, we don't see that in our local health agencies. And in Linn County, we have built that area. We have hired you know, about 14 new staff. We have created new programming, such as assessment and health promotion. We hired epidemiologists. We have also launched health equity program. We have communication programs. So we are doing you know, things that could uplift public's health or neighbor's health in our community.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things are so important. So you've, you've talked a lot about kind of moving towards um, some upstream factors addressing social drivers of health, addressing health equity. If you could summarize your hopes for the future of city and county public health. What do you see as some major trends in the field today?
1: Well, I mean, for me, it would be an important thing to take care of everybody in our jurisdiction, you know, every single neighbor, especially those who are on the margins of society, right? Populations that are hidden that we don't see could be immigrants, could be LBGTQ plus community, Mm -hmm. could be people of color. One important thing that we boldly did in 2020 was declaring racism, public health crisis. I mean, our Board of Health did that. And based on that, we created this new office, Health Equity, Office of Health Equity, and have hired person to, to run that office. And, you know, our services should be spreading the message of kindness, love toward every single individual living in the county. Yeah. So health equity remains the top priority. And I would also like to raise this at national level as well yeah. through my niche work. And another area of excitement for me is really looking at global health, what we can learn from the outside world, or what we can contribute mm. to those folks. So that's another area of interest. Climate change is another, you know, it's going to impact public health globally. And we are not immune to that. So. Yeah. So those are some of the exciting things that I would be working through nature and also locally too.
0: Yeah, it's so exciting that you you bring up the the global perspective as well because we know that like, you know, even though, but like, public health work is not not siloed in the United States, like, the COVID nineteen pandemic showed us that that disease knows no boundary. Boundaries. Right? Yeah, so exactly our public health systems shouldn't either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to our last question. What was one thing you thought you knew but were later wrong about?
1: I'm still thinking on this question, (laughs) Anya. So, you know, I've been wrong about a lot of things. Um, I would say, I feel that inherently everybody is kind, all, People are kind and caring, but sometimes when in current political situation, when you see people behaving badly, you pause and you change your mind. That maybe not, maybe not. As a public servant, I have always felt that our mission has to continue, our work has to continue, but during pandemic there were stressors which I had not thought about before. There were people who became, you know, very, like, you know, misinformation, disinformation, or calling you and being very abusive, I was wrong about that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I always thought that, you know, people are one people. What separates us is really our memories, right? Otherwise, we are all same people. The energy that works in you is same in me, too. It's just our memories have separated us. But sometimes, you know, you are wrong about that too, to just assume that the entire humanity is that way.
0: Yeah, or that they're going to be like on board with, with your initiatives or something. Yeah. I think we, we learned from COVID that that communication and, and uh, buy-in into, you know, preventing a disease from spreading is yeah. not always as simple of a thing yeah. as we, yeah. we think it
1: is. Right, right, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, well, anything else to add before we wrap up?
1: Well, thank you very much, indeed. I'm honored.
0: Thank you, it's been an honor to have you on the show and to have you at the college today. And I look forward to hearing your spotlight session later today.
1: Awesome, awesome. Take care. That's it for our
0: episode this week. Big thanks to Promo Duavetti for joining us today. This episode was hosted, written, edited, and produced by Anya Morozov. You can learn more about the University of Iowa College of Public Health on Facebook, and our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your colleagues, friends, or anyone interested in public health. Have a suggestion for our team? You can reach us at cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu. This episode was brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. Until next week, stay healthy, stay curious, and take care.